So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here's the answer. I'm A.J. Osborne. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. Welcome, everybody, to Cash Flow to Freedom. And I am overly excited about today's podcast. I'm excited about all the podcasts, but especially about today's podcast because we have a former guest back on, which when we had the podcast, I uh, told Allie, it's Allie Boone, <laughs> that we'd be coming back on because our podcast was interrupted by an earthquake. So <laughs> no kidding. Like, <laughs> no kidding. actually, it's like the dog ate my homework. No, actually, there really was an earthquake. There was really an earthquake right at the end. And that podcast like, sure, kind of ended weird. Wanted, you like shook the background or whatever, seeing so like, oh, I'm so done with this interview. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Allie, gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, luckily, we were doing uh, recording the video so we caught it on video <laughs> and I could put it up on Instagram and show how how, how much of an idiot I looked like because I it had no epic. idea what was going on <laughs> oh <my> uh. <laughs> what's happening right now <laughs> oh but no I'm really excited to have you on especially too because of your release of your new book which is so exciting yeah. kind of we're talking about it but the not your how-to guide real estate investing book, which focuses more on hacking your mind before you hack your wallet. I love this. This is just so awesome. I'm hey. so excited to talk about it. So first of all, tell me, you know, you wrote the book. What went into, why, why did you decide to read on this topic? You're a turnkey expert and you ended up going in this direction. Why'd you go this direction instead of writing about turnkey? So... I don't know if I should be fussing up to this because I'm I'm kind of the turnkey person, but <laughs> honestly, turnkey is not. I mean, turnkey for me is more of like a vehicle for what it is, you know, for bigger things. Like turnkeys are great. I love the concept. I think it opens up a huge opportunity for people to invest when they wouldn't have possibly otherwise. I know it did for me, but ultimately, it's a vehicle. So, like my passion is passive income. I love making money in my sleep. I don't want to work for my investments. I'd rather go play at the beach. And turnkeys really kind of help with that. And so. They're a great concept and they're fun, but like for me, it's a little bit more of a technical conversation because it's like, how do you find the turnkey provider? How do you buy the turnkey? How do you do the due diligence? Yada, yada, yada. Whereas like really what that drives to for me is the stuff I get more excited about, which I mean, and I kind of butter all that up. It's not to tell you what the book is about, but it does talk a lot about it because my whole thing, I love mindset. Like I love psychology. I love whatever, but from a real estate perspective, what I've really seen, you know, everyone knows that there's a huge failure rate as in real estate investing. And I think there's a million reasons for that. It's a complicated industry for starters. We didn't learn anything, any of it in school. And everybody out there is telling you what you should be doing. And you don't really know what you don't know to know, A, who should you be listening to? Should you be listening to what they say? You know, everyone's like, go flip a house. Well, maybe, maybe not. And so everyone's like, I'm going to flip a house. And then, you know, it's all gone. And so I think what's really important for me, like, even I guess more than passive income, more than hanging out of the beach is I want people to feel successful and I want people to have a chance to succeed at something because no, there's no worse feeling if you get passionate about something and then you dive in too fast and then it just goes splat and you feel terrible and you never get back into it. 
Yeah. And I see it over and over and over in real estate. And, you know, like turnkeys, for example, I don't think everyone should invest in a turnkey, but how do you know if you're one of those people? Like, so this, what I wanted to do in the book is really bring the psychology kind of back. And I, I kind of laugh because I'm like, I get it. When you want to get into real estate investing, you want the how-to guide. It's like, I want to flip the house now. You know, like it's, it's hard to take a step back and just slow down and really look at the industry as a whole and really take that time to kind of figure out what strategy should you be pursuing? What might be the best fit? Because when you take that time to do that, I feel like you're setting yourself up to be a lot greater success than you know, listening to the next guru who says, go flip a house. And so I wanted to bring that. And I also wanted to just kind of bring some humor. And, you know, like I know when I like type in real estate investing books and Amazon, it's just like stuffy, stuffy, like you kind of start reading the same thing every time. It's like, well, cool. That's how you do a rental property. I want to do, I don't know. And so I wanted to add some kind of personality to it and just kind of make things a little bit more fun because I think it's such a cool and creative industry and there is a lot of fun to be had, but I feel like that can get lost really fast too. So really, you know, I kind of consider this book like the prerequisite to the how-to guides. Cause I always say, if your mindset's not right, there's not a how-to guy in the world that's going to help you. So I wanted to just bring everybody back a step, slow everyone down, have a little bit of fun, and really take that time to explore what might make you the most successful in this industry. Because it is such a cool industry, but I, like I said, I feel like people just kind of get lost and stuck in it, and it, it can really kill a lot of hopes and dreams. No, I, I, I love that. I couldn't agree with that more. And it's interesting because when... Even on, you know, like my real estate journey, when we started out, I read all the books, everything, and it was telling me to do something one way, which mm-hmm. we tried to do, and it didn't work. I I, yeah. I didn't I didn't understand it. I it was confusing to me. Yeah. And we started to do storage, which there were no how-to guides on when we yeah. started. In fact, nobody really talked about it at all. It was just yeah. dirty industry or whatever. And we kind of figured it out as we went. But the whole time, it was with the assumption that I was going to do the thing that grownups did. We were going to go into multifamily, right? Uh-huh. Um, of and course. It's Everyone, just everybody. You always go into multifamily. Exactly. Everybody. Everybody. You scale <laughs> up and you, you go into do. multifamily. That's the only asset there is. <laughs> and so it was like that's a, just literally what I assumed. So we were doing storage facilities and we had, mm-hmm. you know, four or five. I mean, we were at like – 300,000 square feet. And I was looking at, um, single family homes to buy Yeah, because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Right. And I'm sitting here going, now I look back at it. I'm like, I had 300,000 square feet of commercial real estate (laughs) and I'm reading books and trying to get a single family home. Like it, it, it's interesting that, you know, I didn't even recognize at the time what I should have been focusing all my effort on and doing. Um, but you're right. I realized afterwards, I'm like, I am doing what I should be doing. And I figured it out on my own. And mm-hmm. luckily, I think I had the mindset to be doing that. But I was trying yeah. to shift my mindset into something that wasn't mine. And that's yeah. really hard to sit back and take that, you know, 10,000 foot view and say, yeah, I have all this opportunity in landscape and real estate. There's so much. Yeah. It's, it can be overwhelming right? There's so many books. You can never even read them all. It's just endless. Yeah. But they're all about telling you that this is the exact thing you should do in the exact way you should do it. Yeah. And if you have zero experience, um, that's might not be even close 
to the starting point for you or where well, you should I go. Well, I absolutely love the phrasing you just said. I was trying to do something that wasn't mine. And that, you know, a lot of the guru, I say the gurus, it could be anybody. It could be your neighbor telling you how to flip a house or whatever. But like the the procedures that a lot of the gurus present, like here's how you flip a house. Here's how you wholesale here. It's not that those aren't accurate um, steps or processes or whatever, but it may not be yours. Yeah. Like, I love that phrasing you just said. It wasn't mine. Because, you know, I could go procedurally down the checklist, but I'm not that person. And I think real estate investing is one, I can't even think of another industry that allows this so much as real estate is you have to be your own individual in it because there's a million different strategies and there's a million different ways to do all the strategies. And you really can't copy and paste exactly what someone else did. I mean, for the most part, you could take the bulk of here's how I flip a house, but you have to be willing to make it your own. And in order to do that, it needs to be yours in the first place. So like a couple, one or few of the chapters in the book is really talking about like, who are you? Like, what are your strengths? I haven't put bar graphs in there. Like, so here's my strengths. Here's my weaknesses. And we grow up learning to strengthen our weaknesses. Well, it's kind of the same in real estate. Like I could go flip a house. I'm a smart girl. I could follow the steps, but nothing about flipping a house is in my strengths wheelhouse. So I could learn it, but like, how good am I ever actually going to get? And honestly, if you were to ask me years ago, if I, if I wanted rental properties to be my strategy and turnkeys, probably not. Like it's a, it's a long-term type of thing. It's not, you know, all the money right at one big pile of money from flipping a house, but it absolutely works to my strengths. And therefore I was able to make a success with it. Probably you with storages, like, you know, here you are, you have all these storages going, you're trying to find single family houses. Well, why do that? And so that's really what the whole book is kind of driving towards is like figuring out what is yours. Can I, can we steal that phrase somewhere? (laughs) I'm like, wait, can I write that down? And (laughs) that was good. (laughs) Ultimately, that's what a lot of it is really tying back to is like figuring out what is yours, because only when you figure that out, are you going to be as successful as ever living possible? Because when you're trying to do something, how everyone else does it, or, you know, something that's not totally you or something that's working against your strengths, it's gonna be a total buzzkill down the road. Oh, I, you know, it was so funny. We're in Seattle and, um, we went to one of Jimmy's flips, um, mm-hmm. and he had a flip and we thought, oh, this is going to be cool. You know, we can go see it. And we walked in and this was the first time I'd ever seen anyone that was flipping a home and he was going over the comps and I was really interested in on the way over and we walked in and, and with us, there was a bunch of other, um, house flippers and they go inside and they were just all eating this up, right? It was like a hoarder house and <laughs> they're, you know, they're all loving it, everything at like that. It was funny because one of them turned to me and they're like, this Never seen anything like this, AJ, have you? And I'm like, this is my version of hell. And We're like, you were in a hazmat suit. Yeah, and I'm like, and you guys are all perfectly home. You're loving it, and you could see the excitement in their eyes. And I'm like, and this is why I'm in storage. Like it was, but to them, I could see it. I'm like, this is why you're flippers. You see yeah. so much opportunity, and he is. He's yeah. gonna make a killing on that house. Like Jimmy yep. is gonna murder it, right? It's just gonna be amazing. He's gonna make so much money. Everything that else. may have even happened in that house. Who knows? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and for me, I I don't think my personality or anything. I I was so like, they're like, oh, I could fix this up or whatnot. I don't I don't do this. I don't, I'm not a handy guy, right? Yeah, like, I'm not either. Literally, like 
my wife does the work around the house because she's like, don't touch it. It's going to break if you touch it, AJ. Get away from it, right? And so for me, that kind of stuff is just, it's so not in my wheelhouse or my comfort zone. I could never be successful in it. But I didn't even understand that, right, until way afterwards, right? It it wasn't until I was doing what I doing where the storage offered me the opportunity to focus on business operations, marketing, right? And revenue management, things like that, which that was my strength. Yeah. And so I was doing something that fit my wheelhouse and in my strength. And I started looking at doing something that was not only in my wheelhouse, not only my strength, something that I would hate because I read books and they told me what that you that's what it. you do. Now, the yeah. people that are awesome at doing that, right? So Jimmy and everybody else that are amazing at doing that, they read those books and they just killed it. You're like, cool. Yes. And they're <laughs> and, right you know, on, they're I'm just in. they're out there killing it and doing a great job. And so it, that is such an important thing, though. It, it really yeah. is. Like your personality will dictate your investing strategy. And yeah, if huge. you are not in line with it, you're not going to be successful. You're just not. And if you don't like what you're doing, you know, like everything you said, I don't want to deal with hoarding situations. I Before I knew my strategy, I went into a property and there was a rat in rigor mortis. And I was like, well, who cleans that? Like, I'm not, like, that's not fun for me. And for me managing, I'm, I'm really good at managing people, which is, it comes in handy with turnkeys, but I hate managing contractors because I'm like you, I'm not handy. I can't help my own cause. Like if they're going to just take me for everything I'm worth, there's not really much I can do about it because I don't, I can't, you know, I don't know enough about being handy to deal with that. I hate managing contractors. And so if I'm hating the whole thing, I'm also only going to be so successful. And you said exactly what happened to me is I didn't figure all this out until after I tried other stuff only to figure out I didn't like it. And so a lot of the motivation for the book is kind of looking back of like, can I help somebody figure a lot of this out before they do exactly what you and I did is go a completely almost useless, right? I mean, it's not useless because we learn what yeah. we don't want to do and it helps narrow it down. But is there a faster way? It's kind of like, can I just kind of better figure out a strategy. And, you know, once you choose a strategy, you can always change it later. Always. Like, cool. And, always. you know, me flipping a house, maybe later down the road, if I just have some time on my hands and I want to try my hand at a project, cool, let's see what happens. But as far as like making, you know, in my first investments, making a career out of it, really trying to make the money with it, maybe, you know, that should be left more to like a hobby, you know, kind yeah. of fun well, task sometimes. But. You bring up, the, this is really important that you bring this up too, because, I, I think a lot of people listening, first of all, um, this idea that I, I think you're bringing on, which I see a lot, is somebody does something because they were told to and it fails and they go, that's the real estate box. I don't Ugh, do real estate. All the time. And so they just throw it all away. There's just real no other option. Stupid, real estate, stupid. I hate it. Exactly. Can't, like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, and you're like, this is a hey. ginormous world. <laughs> like you did like 1% of what yeah. is even out there. So you need to be flexible. Mm-hmm. And you need to know that you're going to change. Yeah. Right. In five years, you may not be doing turnkey at all. You may be doing something. Yep. And that's okay. That's oh, awesome. I keep hoping. I keep trying to get out of turnkeys. I'm like, can I have something new? And I keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper. I'm like, fine. <laughs> you're like, this is I'm like, me. hey, read my new book. It mentions turnkeys, but it's not about turnkeys. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah. When I was first, when we were first investing in storage, I didn't even tell people we were investing in storage mm-hmm. because it was one of those things that was like, I, and maybe I was a little ashamed of it or something like that because it was a junkyard. Like, yeah. you do what? 
right? Like you invest in storage. Like that's not cool. Like and heck yeah, I do. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, you want to see, you know, cash flow. But it was, you know, it was one of those things that I think you can get carried away with the crowds too. Like Yo, everybody thinks you should be in multifamily, whatever that is. And that's you're the first thing out of everyone's mouth. I want multifamily. I'm like, right, if you want, do mul- you? if you genuinely want multifamily, Great. cool, awesome. But 98 percent of people who say this have no idea. No what idea. They, <laughs> like they're just regurgitating yes. what they've been told to do. Yes. Uh, and they're going to yeah. be so disappointed, and they're going to be because they're like, I can't be successful in this. Yep. And then they say, Oh, it's either because of me. Yep. Or it's because the industry, they, they get jaded, yep. right? Yep. And then they start throwing away all the information. Financial yep. freedom, this is not a thing, right? Yep. And there's no reason for me to learn this stuff. And the people that say it, they're all scammers because yep. this one aspect didn't like, work oh, out for me. So true. And it crushes my soul. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's tough. So now, yeah. tell, I guess this is a good question. When you talk about mindset, talk about the mindset that you need to be in to figure out this stuff. Like, what are the important things to focus on? Well, I think the most important thing, again, is the most boring part of it. Slow down. If someone says, go flip a house, be like, okay, cool, noted. Make a little note on your sheet of paper to go explore that. And, you know, it's it's really simple stuff. It's really just taking a step back First of all, look at the industry as a whole. Like in the beginning of the book, I kind of bring out different aspects that people maybe don't realize about real estate investing. Like what are the unique aspects of this industry, which A, can make it so fun, B, can make it so successful, and C, can make it so stressful. (laughs) Like it is such a, I've said that word a million times, it's such a unique industry. Like you don't even need a resume to be in this industry. You can be a convicted felon and be in this industry. This is a... I don't want to call it a free for all because that sounds like everyone's gone rogue, but it kind of is like you, there's really, you know, you don't need a LinkedIn profile to succeed as a real estate investor. And, and some people love that. Some people hate that. Some people want nine to five structure corporate, you know, the thought of going rogue and you have to use your own creativity and all that. That's great for some people. Other people are like, "Ah, I don't want, (laughs) Mm, I don't want to. And so I really kind of break that stuff down of like, you know, just, understand the industry that you're I was supposed to say contending with contending contending with or dealing with whichever yeah. way you want to frame it and then um you know I bring out some myths like what are the different myths like you should flip a house maybe maybe for sure you can absolutely be super successful as a flipper but should you I don't know you know then I kind of talk about like strengths and you know looking at so it's like look at the industry as a whole figure out what you're kind of looking at here and then look at yourself like what are your actual goals here and everyone's like financial freedom okay well let's use that well financial freedom which really kind of translates to time freedom if you want to get technical but it's like okay well in order to have financial freedom you need passive income well if you are wholesaling just that's a whole chapter in itself of like dear god that's not an investing strategy but if you're wholesaling for example you could not be more active that is the further it's a job it's a job so if you really want financial freedom you need passive income and what constitutes passive income well let's take a rental property for example you can be on as hands-on and active with a rental property as you want or you can be as hands-off as you want like and so it's really just understanding those spectrums of just slowing down 
re, you know, taking the time to look at yourself, look at the industry, compare those things. And then, um, you know, and I, I do some work on like conceptual type of stuff. You know, I talk about leveraging and, you know, do you want to pay all cash or do you want to leverage, you know, what is, and it's not saying what you should do, but here's the kind of you logistics of what you're about. working with. Yeah. Yeah. All things that it's all things to think about. And then I called it not your how-to guide, but you know, I'm going to throw a how-to guide in there. So when I quit my corporate job, I didn't even know it was going to be for real estate, but, and I also didn't know at the time that I was doing these steps, but I literally include the, I think it's six steps that got me out of my corporate job from ground zero, didn't know how I was going to do it to getting out. And it's the exact same steps you can do to get into real estate. And they're so easy, but it is that slowdown just explore everything, you know, like learn, you know, I mean, not learn everything in detail, but get a whole feel for the industry, then really look at, you know, what things are starting to grab your attention, what things are of interest, and then, you know, honing in like, okay, well, you know, I think rental properties actually fit my thing. Okay, well, now let's learn what we need to learn about rental properties. And, you know, a lot of times people come to me all the time and say, hey, I found this property, you think it's a good deal? And I'm like, do you think it's a good deal? And they're like, well, I think so. <laughs> okay, cool. Why? Yeah. Like, you know, and it's, it's so basic. It's not that much stuff to have to learn, but like, yeah. if you come to me and say, Hey, I feel good about this property. I want to buy it. I'm like, okay, why? And if you can give me intelligent reasons as to why you think this is a good property, go do it. Rock on. Cause people are like, well, I don't want to dive in too fast, but how do I know when I'm ready? When you can intelligently tell me why you're pursuing that property. Cool. Because it, you know, there's going to be, you know, there's a lot of talk about failure in the book because a lot of people are held up in this industry for fear of failure. Yes. I, and I'm like, I hate that word because I don't consider failure failure. It's like a chance to learn a cool lesson, but that does petrify a lot of people. But guess what? You are a hundred percent going to fail in real estate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's on the job training. You have to. And if you've never failed as a real estate investor, you probably haven't gotten very good at it either. <laughs> like, yeah. or, or you're in for a big rude awakening. Or there, you're in for the, a real There was big... a lot of people in 2006 that were like, hey, I can never fail uh, at this. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of talk about that. And really just, you know, again, it's almost like, kind of making like a mind map business plan of like, okay, how am I going to attack this industry? How am I going to get into it in a way that number one, I'm going to enjoy as much as possible because that gets forgotten so easily. Like we get so hung up on like, got to make it work. Where's the deal? Like, could we step back and have a little bit of fun with this? Because, you know, it's, we're not doing this to stress ourselves out. Like, whatever. But um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's kind of like a, to help everyone navigate just like the entrance. And I had a really good friend of mine. She was a career um, kind of house hacker flipper. Almost. She didn't even mean to do it, but she is very wealthy from real estate. And she read the book and I was really interested to hear her feedback because she's, she's retired, a, a retired, successful, very successful real estate investor. And she said that she wished she had had that book when she got going for the same reasons because she just dove in, didn't know what she was doing. And it really is that pause to step back and like, just, I hate to say make a plan because like business plans sound stuffy and like, we're, you know, we're not trying to suck the fun out of it, but really just do it in a fun way to help pave the path. It's like, put some plans in place, figure out what you need to know. Because again, that's the big thing we don't know what we don't know in this industry. We don't even know what we're supposed to know. And I know when I first looked at my very first potential rental properties long before, you know, I knew anything about turnkeys or numbers or whatever, I was like, I don't know what I should be looking for, 
but something about the numbers, I, I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And what it turned out to be is the numbers were terrible on them. Like, terrible never would have made a penny on these properties yeah. but i didn't know at the time what i should be looking for yeah so it's like taking that time of like learning what should i be looking for and and teaching you how to look for those things to know what you should be looking for i could go down a whole <laughs> spiraling rabbit hole of like you don't know what you don't know you need to know the yes. question you know like but how to help you figure that stuff out because nobody's out there teaching it to you well, there's and, just and the guru saying go flip the really house really important because you like okay so i I believe that you need to combine knowledge with action, but at the same yeah. time, if you don't know what you're doing, you shouldn't do something because someone tells, tells you. Like I yeah. remember back in 06 where me and my wife were looking at investment properties, right? I'm looking at four plexes and duplexes and people are buying them. And I had like friends that were young in their early twenties like me and they were buying, everybody was getting rich. And I was like getting low key depressed because I'm like, I don't get this. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a moron. I'm like, I don't know why everybody can make money at this. And I don't know Mm -hmm. why I don't understand it. But I said, but because I don't get it, I can't do it. Because I'm like, the numbers don't add up and they don't make sense to me. And I just didn't understand things. And I look back at that and I was, I mean, I spent a lot of time trying to find deals. Like I was really big. I'm like, I'm going to be in this real estate craze. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to do exactly what everybody else does. I'm going to try to get a fourplex or a single family home. Right. But I couldn't get the numbers to make sense for me in my head. Yeah. And instead of saying, oh, I'm just going to do it anyways. Right. I just said, no, you're just an idiot. So you probably shouldn't be doing it all, which turned out to be the best thing ever. (laughs) Like that. I'm like, well, 2006. uh, Yeah. mm -hmm. It saved us. (laughs) And so it was, you know, in, I think that a lot of people don't understand that doing things for the sake of doing things can really harm you. And that goes back to this idea that there needs to be a greater purpose. And this is the mindset that you're talking about. Like, yes, financial freedom, but you just can't pick a wealth vehicle because other people tell you to. And I know this is all easier said than done, but you need to analyze why you're doing things. Like, and I have people then friends that are like, listen, I would actually rather stick with single family homes than ever going into multifamily or something bigger. Yeah. Awesome. Do it. Be and, yep. and the reason why they're like, I get this, I get what I'm doing, and they yep. can be successful consistently at it. Right. Yep. I have other people that are like, I do farmland, commercial, industrial, right? There's yep. just so many aspects, and there's reasons why those people are good at doing that. And once you find out that avenue where you understand it. Like the whole concept makes sense. And maybe I'm the only one in the world that not all these concepts make sense to, but some of them I just <laughs> oh, don't get in the real uh, estate world. I'm like, and I'm like, I don't get it. And people are killing it in those industries, but just because they are, doesn't mean, first of all, I can, yeah. or I even should. And so, and, and I don't know if you're like me in my case, half the time, I don't care. Like, you oh, know, yeah, the really not technical whatever, I'm not trying to find a job as a real estate investor. So therefore yeah. not only am I, do I not understand it, but I quite frankly, don't care. Don't care at all. <laughs> like, no because kidding. that takes time away from the beach. So, you know, <laughs> well, it, it's funny too. Cause you got to be okay with that stuff. Like I joke on my yeah. other podcast, self-storage income where it's just about fire. I'm the biggest nerd in the world. I like insurance and yep. self-storage. It doesn't get more boring than me, right? And it's like at some point, I know a while back, I just like I'm embraced it. I embrace it, right? I sell I I sell medical policies in empty boxes, and that's me, and I love it. And uh, that worked well. 
It was like, okay, you know, this is how it is. Don't try to be somebody I'm not. Don't yeah. try to be somebody that you see on Instagram. Don't try to be somebody else because you think yep. that that's what you should do. And that's um, all anyone in this industry is telling you to do yes. is be like them and do their thing and do it the way they did it. And it's like, cool. I mean, yeah. but don't. But don't. <laughs> like, but don't. And, you yeah, know, it's don't. so funny because we had even people like, you know, once again, the gurus, everything that um, when we came in and they were in the self-storage, they're like, the reason why you want to go into self-storage is because it's totally passive and there's no toilet. So it's so easy. And I'm like, nope, everybody hold up. That's exactly wrong. Don't do that. They're just trying to sell you a course or something. That's not true at all. Don't even listen to that, right? It, it's like, no, this is Picture a business. You barreling through the door yelling, what? Oh, seriously. I'm like, that's, I started a podcast. I wrote a book and everything. I'm like, no, that's not how this works. Because yep. I don't want people to get into an industry and fail because they had a totally wrong concept that was delivered to them because somebody was trying to sell them into a coaching program or something else. Like, so I look at the incentives of the information that I'm getting. Yep. Like what, what is your goal? Like, why do you want me in this industry? Yeah. Right. Why is it that not only that, when I went, what I would do is I would go to these conferences, right? So I, I, I was exploring all these real estate asset classes because, of course, I knew that I would not be in self-storage because nobody does self-storage. So I had to go find the adult <laughs> asset class. I had to leave, right, and go do something a grown-up would do. Um, and I'd go to these conferences, and one of the things that I found out – so I went to a few of these conferences, and I'm like – looked around, and I go, I shouldn't be here. This isn't for me, right? Yeah. And I looked more at the people that were there, why why they were there, their personality and their type, and I realized very quickly – that wasn't me and I shouldn't be in those. So I think that you're, yeah. you're getting the right frame of mind is about exploring and really exploring these asset types. Who's in it? What are the economics behind it? Yeah. Who are the players? Because as you know, when you go into these niches in real estate, right? Because all real estate is divided up into niches. Even multifamily, yeah. there's multiple niches in multifamily. Self-storage, yeah. there's multiple niches. When you dive into them, there's a certain group of people in those industries, right? You have those industry players. And yep. do you relate to them, what they stand for, their lives? Yep. Is that something you want to be like? Is that something you want to achieve, right? Yep. Like for me, I actually never wanted anything totally passive because I'm kind of a workaholic. And <laughs> me going to the beach every day, I go to Hawaii. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. I get like five days into a seven-day vacation and my wife's like, you need to go back to the office. I'm like, yes, I do. Uh, you know, I'm weird. I'm a nerd. Um, but I needed something that would keep me more active. Um, mm -hmm. So we're all so different. But And that's such a huge ownership of that. Like part of what I said in that book is like, whatever your truth is, I don't think I said whatever your truth is. That sounds like all spiritual and woo. But like whatever your truth is, I, my greatest joy in life, I've, I may have said it on the last, I say it all the time and it took me a while to voice it because it's half embarrassing. I love sleeping in, yeah. period. It doesn't mean I necessarily sleep till 2 p.m., but I wake up when my body wants to wake up and I'm a night owl, so I sleep in. And that is such a joy in my life. I kind of tailor my career around it. <laughs> I'm like, I, I it. want passive income because I want to sleep in. You want active strategies because you're a workaholic. Like, the willingness to own that desire and just like freaking own it, man. Like it's yeah. whatever it is, like it, it doesn't matter, but if you're not willing to admit to it, you're going to tailor your strategy and your whole journey and basically 
a false way because yes. it's going to go against you know, your strengths and to really put the icing on the cake about what you're saying about looking at people's incentives or, you know, what are they talking about? My favorite quote in the world is don't take advice from someone you wouldn't trade shoes with. So it's like if someone gives you advice, it's like, okay, hang on. So let's say that I want financial freedom, therefore time freedom. I want to be able to travel the world if I want to. I want ultimate freedom. Should I take advice on how to do that from a guy in a suit who works nine to five behind a desk? Probably not. My, um, one of my biggest mentors through this whole journey happened because, uh, I was actually, before I was even in real estate, I found a real estate investment opportunity and I reached out to them and I was like, Hey, I'm interested. And he's like, Oh, I live in LA too. You know, come over, we'll talk. And I was like, okay. So I was expecting a dude in a suit with a briefcase and, you know, like do people use clipboards? I don't know. Um, (laughs) so he lived in this high rise in downtown LA with a rooftop pool deck. So he's like, meet me on the rooftop pool deck. And I was like, well, this is already kind of cool. He shows up in a polo shirt, khaki shorts, flip-flops, no notebook, no briefcase. Like, I think his phone was in his pocket, but that was about it. And I was, I was kind of looking at him like, well, this isn't what you expect. And yeah. somehow, I don't know, we got to talking. He had just gotten back from actually traveling the world. And I'm sitting, you know, I'm hearing him talk about this investment opportunity. And I'm, but I'm staring at him like, Oh, what do you do? (laughs) I'm like, tell me more because he was literally living the lifestyle that I wanted, which meant passive and passive as in, you know, passive as possible. He had just traveled the world on his own schedule. This is like a Tuesday. He made his own schedule. He doesn't care about a briefcase. And I'm like, I need to know more. And for the next five years, I took every piece of advice that guy wanted to give me because I would trade shoes with that guy. Now, if the guy in the suit behind the desk who works 90 hours a week is giving me advice, you know, some of it may be legit, but I'm really going to like pay attention to that because I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the guy in the khaki shorts with who's traveling the world with no schedule. So, you know, I think, you know, exactly what you said is look at what they're trying to tell you. But, you know, if they're trying to tell you to wholesale, first of all, why are they telling you that? Are they trying to sell you the program? Whatever. Like if you, like, you'll never hear me ever say someone should buy a turnkey. I just happen to have a lot of information on turnkeys. If you happen to be interested in it, you know, it's like, I, if you want to go flip, awesome. Actually, I'm jealous. I I think that would be such a fun career. I wish I was better at it. You know, like go do whatever, but it, it also in this industry, there's so many people that are like, you need to do this. You should definitely wholesale because it's the easiest way with no money out of your pocket. I'm like, just like you're talking about the messaging, like, yeah. Oh, okay. That's dangerous. dangerous. But you know, like look at who is giving you the advice. And, and that goes for like entrepreneurship, real estate investing life for that matter. I use an example in the book, I actually go whole through a whole thing about this quote is when I was trying to learn investing and whatever, my dad was, I love my dad, one of the best people on the planet, but he was always a work really hard, save every penny type and yeah. go to work, you know, 40 hours a week up at 6am. I'm like, Ugh. his sister, my aunt, was always a big time investor. She never had a schedule. She, you know, and so when it came to both of them, me as a young person trying to take money advice and investing advice or whatever, I love my dad, but I was going to listen more to my aunt in that case because I wanted to trade shoes with her, not my dad in that case, you know, other aspects in life. Yeah. hundred percent take dad's advice. But from that perspective, wasn't quite my fit. So the more you can look at that with anything in life is who to listen to. Well, 
consider the source and it, it means nothing good or, you know, bad about them if yeah. it's not something no, you want, but like to help tailor your own, uh, whatever, you've got to know where you're taking the information from. Like if you want to, if you're a workaholic and you want active strategies, you should definitely not take any of my advice. <laughs> like, you know, and, and I don't want to work all the time. So yeah, it's, it's such a, and it, it can, it's such a small thing, but it can make the biggest difference. Cause what gurus do you listen to? Well, yeah. well you know, and two, also you talk about the outcome. Like I, so I was, um, reading a lot of books on, you know, financial freedom as we all yeah. do. Right. And I was taking a lot of advice on people like, Oh, you got to find your freedom number. And this is how many houses you need to get to it. And all that, which yeah. is all great. It's all great, but it's like, you know, it's overdone. And so I'm, yeah. I was big time going down this route and like, Oh, how do I do this? And so then I started getting these courses. I started doing all this stuff. And then I met this guy that I was following and everything. And, um, I'm not very tactful. And so I said, so how much money do you make? And, uh, cause I just think that's a normal question to ask people. I guess it was very normal. I'd be my... taking your advice. How much did you make from this? <laughs> exactly. It was very normal in my household to ask these questions. So it was, <laughs> we were very open about finances. Um, and, uh, he told me and I kind of sat back and I thought, what am I doing here? It really opened up my eyes because it had nothing to do. It was that th idea that this isn't the life I want to live. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I have very different end goals, right? It doesn't matter what it was. And I'm not even, he wasn't wrong in any way, shape or form. Yeah. But he, you know, the idea for him that he could live on as little as possible and live a really good life. It was kind of more like the fire movement, right? Which yeah. I was big into and everything. I just immediately realized that's not me in any way, shape, or form. It's yeah. just not. I'm yeah. way more into the empire builders and everything like yep. that. And I looked back and I'm like, wow, I've wasted a lot of time last yeah. two years. And I spent a lot of money to learn things that will never get me to my end goal. So yeah. understanding what your end goal is so incredibly important because when you choose a wealth vehicle, that vehicle mm -hmm. only purpose is to get you to your goal. Right. Yeah. Whether that's time and lifestyle and what that means, yeah. those are all dependent on the individual and not all wealth vehicles are treated the same. Right. Yeah. If you want to be, you know, the richest person in the world, you probably need to go into tech. And you probably need to go hang out with venture capitalists, right? You need to go down a totally oh, different sounds like road. my worst nightmare. Yes. Like, I was talking about that the other day, like running this big corporation because uh, I was part of a corporation and one of the founders of it, um, you know, I was close to him. He was a mentor and everything. But I always realized I never want to do what you do. He had to be there never. every single morning, get up. He worked for the corporation. He was incredibly wealthy, but his life was to the corporation. And yep. that was a nightmare to me. Yep. I'm like, my worst nightmare that would have to happen for that is I do not schmooze people. I'm not, I don't dress good enough to deal with venture capitalists and I'm never going to schmooze somebody. So like, not my world. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, uh -uh. yeah, exactly. And it's like, and a lot of people, I think we get this idea that if you don't like certain avenues or if you're, oh, well, he's just good at that thing. And so he can become rich, but that's not for me. That is yeah. so not true. Right. Yeah. Everyone, you pick your end goal, what that looks yep. like, what that is to you, and then tailor your financial vehicle to get you yeah. there and what that yeah. includes. I'm very sporadic. 
I love opportunity. I love doing deals. I love people. I love chasing, you know, shiny objects. I needed a wealth vehicle that would let me do that. And working yeah. for a corporation, it said, no, the only shiny object you chase is what we put in front of you. Yep. And that shiny object is ours, right? That <laughs> that was in, literally like insanity to me. Yeah. Um, but other people, like you said, they're really comfortable with that. And they're looking yep. for a more active strategy to retire. They go, yep. I actually like my health benefits. I really like yep. my nine to five, but I would really like to diversify into some real estate, something passive that'll grow in equity, deliver income so that I know mm -hmm. that I can have more to retire on than throwing money in the stock market. Yep. That's incredible and incredibly yep. smart and a wonderful plan. So uh, this idea that you need to just quit and become an entrepreneur or just quit and become oh, a real estate investor. Especially not that. Yeah, that could That's devastate. That's a roller coaster. Yeah, that oh. could devastate so many of us. <laughs> yep. And so this mindset is getting your mindset right and correlating that with what you're doing and your end goal. And I, I guess it sounds so basic, but it's not. Yeah, it's really not. And a lot of it, I don't know about you. Maybe, maybe it's just me. This was like a discovery process for me. I guess I just oh. wasn't that smart, but it took years for me to actually <laughs> figure out what I liked, what I didn't and mm -hmm. where I fit in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, and that's the hard part is nobody can advise you on that because nobody knows you, even the closest people to you, they can say like, you know, Hey, have you ever noticed that you're really good at whatever? But at the end of the day, you have to figure this out for yourself. And it, it is an exploration. And it's, you know, some people, some people, it's so obnoxious. Some people just like fall into their strategy with no second thought and yeah. their genius is at it. Like yeah. I knew a guy one time, he just fell into wholesaling and he was miraculously good at it. And I'm like, you're literally the person that messes everyone else up because they, everyone else thinks they're going to do exactly <laughs> they think that. that. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, like when you're 10 years like, old and they're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I don't know. I'm 10. <laughs> well now like with the Instagram sensations or whatever, like yeah. I actually have a family friend. They have a, a teenage daughter. She's older now, but when she was younger, she was seeing these Instagram sensations and the mom was telling me, um, and I had never thought about this because I don't have kids in this day and age, like with cell phones and all of that. But she said, what happens with the kids is they see these overnight sensations and they want to do that themselves. And when they can't do that, they get really depressed and yes. down on themselves because they think they should be able to do that. And it's like, oh, like what terrible traumatizing terrible. messaging. And same in real estate, like every, like you have to understand everyone, all the gurus, all the people who have really, really succeeded have succeeded because they found what works for them. Yes. And you can't copy and paste that. No. Like you can take a lot of aspects from, you can yes. pull a lot. Like I was with passive income. I wanted to learn tons from the rich dad series, you know, yeah. that whole thing. I learned so many bits and pieces, but I didn't do it exactly like anyone there. And yeah. you have to be able to tailor that for sure. And that can be frustrating. Can be like we said, a lot of people don't want to do that. And part of what I said, you know, part of like mapping out the industry is to make you aware of what will be required of you, like creativity, structuring your own deals. You're going to be your own boss. And that is some people's worst nightmare. Yes. And so, you know, if you understand those different things, you can, well, okay, cool. Maybe I keep my corporate job, but I invest in something passive on the side. No big deal. Syndications, crowdfunding, you know, turnkeys, whatever, but, you know, really just understanding and just not, I think one of the whole sections is called like how to get in the, let's see, what did I put? How to get in the pool without drowning. <laughs> 
kind of thing. I love that. Yeah. Um, but at the very end of the book too, I've I talked to, um, I wish you and I had connected sooner. It would have been great for self-storages, but I got five um, really successful investors who all do different strategies. There's a wholesaler, there's a flipper, I do. I interviewed myself, if that even is a thing, for turnkeys, <laughs> and it's it's basically an interviews with all of them to really try and paint a day in the life of. Because yes. what people don't tell you, they tell you how to flip the house, they tell you the rewards from flipping a house, they tell you all the stuff, but they don't actually paint the picture of what does that life actually look like. Yes. And so I tried to structure the questions in a way that would help like bring out what that really involves because again everyone just gives you the how-to guide well what's involved so like one of the questions was like what are the actual skills that you have to have that are required for you to succeed in your strategy and you know some of it might be managing people some of it you know just non-obvious things that you need to be aware of are going to be required. You know, if I was going to be a flipper, yeah. let's say I wanted it to be passive and therefore I was going to, I had to manage all the contractors, you know, I'm outsourcing and everything. Well, that's going to take hell of people managing skills for oh, yeah. me in order. We all know contractors love to go rogue. Like that's going to take a certain skill set on my part. And a lot, and if like, I'm super gullible with contractors cause I don't know what I don't know. So yeah. they're like, yeah, that'll cost a thousand dollars. I'm like, okay. Like I can get taken all day long, but so I need to have some kind of knowledge of that. And so like really tried to just paint those pictures, not to sway anyone towards any particular strategy, but to give you an idea of kind of the differences between what each one entails. So you can, you know, everything in the book is really, it's not going to answer for you what you should be doing, but hopefully it's like, okay, yep. Like considerations of like, okay, well, knowing that, yeah, I should definitely rule that one out. Like for me, I'm never going to wholesale for every single reason under the sun. Like yeah. every skill and thing required for wholesaling is exactly counter to what I want or what I'm good at. And so like, I can check that off the box, you know, like you're kind of whittling it down. Like it's yeah. a funnel, like it you're is. honing in on what might be the thing for you. And like, you know, turnkeys, for example, oh, I can never get away from turnkeys, but turnkeys, you know, I know a lot of people who will start with turnkeys knowing that they want to do the burr model or flipping or whatever the harder stuff later, but they just want their feet wet to get a chance to learn the basics and the foundational stuff while someone else does all the hard stuff like the rehabbing and all that kind of stuff. And then they plan to graduate you know, into other more complicated strategies. So you're not pigeonholed into one strategy, but it's like, what's going to make sense? What's that path? You know, mm -hmm. do you start flipping from the get-go and that's all you ever do? Cool. Do you invest in a couple of turnkeys to get your feet wet? And then you graduate into trying a property on your own. You know, what is that path? And you can always veer off of it once you get going. Cause it's like, okay, well, I thought that would be good. Cause it's going to be a learning process. It's like, <laughs> turns out I hated that. Let me adjust for that. Yes. But it's, you know, giving yourself some kind of direction. Cause I know when I started, there were so many options. I wasn't picking one, but I also didn't want to pick one too fast, yep. but it's like, at some point you also kind of have to, you know, do something, select something, it, it, you know, yeah, this is, you can't know a little about a lot. You got to at yeah. some point know a lot about a little. Well, but, I view this as, cause this is a really important subject that a lot of people I think get wrong and how I, this to me is risk. You risk time, yeah. you risk money, you risk effort. And I like to say you need to risk enough, right, to have experience and move forward, but you yep. can't risk um, so much that it's going to either take you backwards yeah. or end you. So exactly. like when I was looking and you, you, whether it was Rich Dad Poor Dad or other people's program, which I'm not saying anything bad about this, but they're selling $75,000 courses 
And yeah. I looked at that and I'm like, that is so much risk that that could stop me forever doing anything. Yeah. That's a down payment. That's an everything. Yeah. Or that can burn me so bad. I'll never go in. Or because it's my what, whole life savings. Exactly. And then if, I, if that doesn't work, I have zero. Right. Yeah. And so I looked at it and I go, you need to experience things, but not at the cost of, of uh, moving yourself back. And it's yeah. not an all or nothing. And if it, somebody says that it is, you need to walk away. Yeah. Because you can experience and gain experience and learn things in these industries, right? Go find somebody local, ask to shadow them. Yep. Go interview yeah. people, go to conferences, go talk. You can do things that cost very little or free money, but it'll cost time, right? To yeah. have these experiences that are going to progress you. You're going to increase in yep. knowledge. You're going to increase in network you're going to have more people to call on. You're going to understand more things and that will help you funnel down. And yep. like you said, that'll start whittling away options, right? I see too many people. They say, I was told this is it. I got to go all in. And yep. then it's done. It's like, oh, <laughs> I actually Treat put a like whole rest. section in the book about guru seminars for exactly what you're talking about is, you know, if you read reviews on any of the guru seminars, it's all terrible. Yeah. And I think the reason for, you know, the the number one mistake people make, I think, with the guru seminars, because it's not that the $75,000 course is inaccurate. It's not yeah. that it's wrong, most yeah. likely. The problem is someone's like, I'm going to be a flipper. So they're like, I got to invest that 75000 It's a timing situation. There might be a point, if you want to be a flipper, there might be a point where that $75,000 investment into that course might be worth it. And yes. it might change your career for the better. Mm -hmm. But if you go at it too soon, before you know flipping is your thing, you risk everything. First yes. of all, if you don't have that kind of capital and you put, you you know, you put, that's way too much risk. Which I don't know. So like, I, I don't know a whole lot of people that have 75 K lying around, but yeah. And it's like, you know, always consider worst case scenario. If you're going to make an investment, what is the absolute worst? And I actually put it in the book in the reverse of people think sometimes investing in property is a life or death situation. Well, if you actually look at it, you know, if you really break it, cause it goes back to that fear of failure type yes. of thing. If you break it down, it's like, Oh, so the worst case that happens is I lose my $20,000 initial investment and I get a check mark against my credit score. If, if worst, worst case happens, case. that's like, well, that's not, I mean, it's not desirable, but it's not actually that bad. I mean, yeah. you know, like is $20,000 every penny you own? Maybe that's really bad. Is that, you know, whatever. So looking at it that way, but going back to the guru seminars, people doing it way too soon because you have to think, find the thing yes. that's mine. And so like, if you start doing, you know, like go bird dogging or start working with some wholesalers and like you, you know, I know so many people who kind of like accidentally get a flip under their belt and it's like, go with that yeah. because when things kind of accidentally happen or they very gracefully happen or something, you're on to something as far as finding your strategy. So if you have a couple accidental flips and they've gone really well and you basically have no training and it just kind of worked out, well, that really expensive guru seminar might be phenomenal for you, but you need to be at that point. You know, like the $495 weekend seminars, 100%, go do them. I don't care if they're 75% sales pitches, you can learn some really yeah. good stuff if you know how to navigate that. So I have a whole site, like how to navigate yeah. those around the sales pitches, but then how to time those expensive ones. If it's a $5,000 flipping course and you have an accidental good flip under your belt, that's probably worth it. The 75,000, I'd want to know what we're learning, yeah. you know, like, is that, do you get handheld, you know, but again, I think people, 
two problems. I think people jump into the expensive courses way, way too, too soon, soon before they know that that's what they, that is their thing. Cause yes. chances are, it's not their thing. So you got to make sure, you know, it's your thing. And so many people get into the court, even the $495 courses thinking that, Oh, if I pay this money, everything's done for me. Yes. My life is set. Yes. And what they don't put on those guru marketing, whatever is a disclaimer saying, Hey, guess what? After you pay that $75,000 and you learn everything, it's just begun. Yeah. Then it's, it's this all up to you to learn. Point. They're not doing it for you. You know, it's not like putting $75,000 in the stocks. And, yeah. <laughs> you like, then you have to start working. So yeah. I think people invest all that money thinking, Oh, well, this is the work. Yeah. It's not, no, that's not the work. It's not, it's not even close. No. And then people just think they, it's a scam and they've gotten ripped off because it wasn't, their life wasn't yeah. solved for them afterwards. And it's like, that was never the intention. Oh, well, and, okay. and this is my thing. Cause I am a huge believer in education. Right. And I yeah. have no problem paying for it. I paid for a lot. And once we figured out self-storage, Hey, this, we're really going into this. I mean, yeah. we started in co-ops and we joined all like, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm yeah. not saying that, but what you're trying to avoid is there's a process of education, right? So yep. your process of education, when you're talking about this funnel, right? And when you get to the bottom of the funnel and whatever is going to come out, that's when you should be backing money to the strategy because now you need to start yeah. building your business. Now you need to start yeah. building this and you need those tools. Yeah. But the tools that you are going to get are only going to be tools to help you do the, that thing. Yeah. They're not tools that it's not doing it for you. Exactly. It's not even really there to even tell you whether you should or not do this. Yeah. These are tools that you need to do the thing that you're doing. So yep. if you're not ready to do that, be very careful. Because yeah. that is an opportunity. The risk is opportunity risk. You now yeah. lose that opportunity risk to put that somewhere where you should be going. And then yep. you've been burned. So you may find something that you love and want to do, but you're not going to put the money to back it. And you're not going to be as good because you yep. already got burned in one way. And that's when I yep. look at that risk saying, if you don't know what you're doing, just limit the risk down, right? Yeah. Like limit the risk down as far as opportunities go. You want to have yeah. as many opportunities to learn and experience as you possibly can. Yeah. And you need to figure that out. And that's going to take time. You need to be okay with that. That's yeah. okay. That's part of getting. And that's the hardest part. That's why I'm like, I'm yeah. so sorry to give you this book to make you slow down your entire process. <laughs> I'm like, I get it. Like when I got into this, I was like, I want to do it all now. Oh, and I yeah. get that this is not the exciting version, but really once I got into the like exploration phase of like just seeing everything that's out there, like it was actually kind of fun. Like I realized I wasn't doing a strategy right then, but like exploring the options, I was literally in a position to like design my life. It's like, yeah. I get to pick and choose from all of these options. Like, Oh boy, what do I want to do? You yeah. know, it's like shopping. Like, well, And I love learning. I just think yeah. it's cool. Like I always yeah. want to I want to see that new thing. I want to know why people are yeah. doing something. I want to know what it's doing. And that's not bad. I still, to this yeah. day, I'm on websites. I'm watching videos. I'm learning about different things. Should we be doing this? Cause yeah. if I don't know about it, I'm not ruling it off the table. Even today, yep. you know, I, well, I worked a full-time job and did my, all my real estate investing, my entire thing. I mean, we had, um, under our belt over 60 million in assets and I was still working a full-time job. Yeah. The only reason I stopped was because I came, became paralyzed. And then after I stopped, my wife's like, <laughs> this is breathe. a great opportunity. <laughs> now you don't have to work, right? So why don't we just take the next few years and 
travel. And I immediately sat in my wheelchair and Ooh. looked at my brother and said, take me to the office. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I did. Um, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where you need to have these experiences and you need to know, but I, because I wasn't sure I didn't want to take risk. So I kept my job yeah. and I did yeah. it, this on the side. That's not right for everyone. I'm not yeah. saying that, but I kept my job. Cause I'm like, I need to know what the opportunities are. I have four yeah. kids. I had a very good income and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't risking them and our kids, even though I was yeah. being totally successful. Yeah. Obviously I'm a moron and people shouldn't listen to me, but <laughs> the point being is you need to make sure you re reduce your education risk down so you can yeah. have opportunities. It, for me, opportunity is everything. And what you're talking about in this book, this is how you create a basis, like a field to grow opportunity in. Yeah. And if yeah. you go out and the worst thing and what Ali's talking about, what I'm talking about here is when people go in thinking at something and the opportunity's blown, now they're jaded and they never yep. do it. And then their dreams, that destination yeah. have been crushed. Yep. That is horrible. All that really because the messaging is terrible. Exactly. Because we didn't, we don't have a basis for this. We didn't learn Bingo. in school. You only have loud gurus yelling at you, telling you what to do, or you're on like real estate forums where a bunch of idiots are telling you what to do. Yes. And it like, and that's just not fair. It's like, not. it's, you know, you don't know who to trust. You don't know who to listen to. And it, that, I mean, really, I think maybe I said it earlier, but exactly to what you're saying is really my motivation for this book because I don't want so many people to hate this industry. I yeah. want you to have a fighting chance to do really well because there's so many ways to do well. And one thing I love about this industry I kind of spoke to it before with like, you can be a felon or you can be a high school dropout. I love how inclusive it is. Yes. It, it, it really is an industry that does not judge who you are. Some of the most successful investors I've ever met are the biggest assholes I've ever met. And mm -hmm. it's like, not that I condone you to whatever, but you can literally even have any personality you want. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Just like whatever. And, you know, it's, I love how many people can be included. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter anything, you can succeed in this industry. So it's like, how can we set this up? Because all this time, everyone jumps into the how-to guides and we've, I feel like we've missed the like, okay, hang on, pause. How can we help you in this industry? Like who's out there talking about that? Nobody, because everyone's so busy with their strategies and telling you how to do it. So you know, I, fortunately I love psychology and I would love, I love talking about that. I love yeah. talking about psychology way more than like doing real estate investing. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, it's, like, but that is investing. So I'm right there with yeah. you because you have to understand economics is a result of mm -hmm. people's attitudes and thoughts and being yeah. right. Investing is the exact same thing. I care yep. way more about what people are going to do than mm -hmm. what it, what the result is. Because if you get yeah. that wrong, you're in trouble, right? This is about yeah. predicting results and you need to be able to do that for yourself. Yeah. And I I think it's really important that this part, and you know, luckily for you, I mean, even me, I wrote a book. It was all about execution. Yeah. Right? So I'm assuming that my reader is already to that point. So I'm like, yeah. here's exactly how you get in the game. Here's exactly how you do everything. Um, yeah. But I wasn't like that. You weren't yeah. like that. No, nobody is. We aren't 10 and know what we want to do when we get older. That's right. why this book is so important. That's why yeah. this book, you're talking to 99% of everyone. And uh -huh. this is where they need to be. This is the, what they need to be reading and understanding, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. that is what really will set them up. Yeah. Where they decide, decide to go 
has very little to do with uh, th- with how they should start because yeah. that needs to be individualized and made. I just think it's awesome. And I love this subject too, like you're talking about. It's so important and it's one that I don't think is talked about enough. Yeah. Well, and can you imagine, not even just in real estate, but real estate too, but like the whole world, if everyone just worked to their strengths and the things that they loved doing, can you not to, you know, like go too far off earth here, but like, can you imagine how much happier the world would be? And like, I feel like, especially our society, we all grew up being told what we should be doing. And it's that should word is so terrible and it screws everybody up. It screws yes. all of us up. I did what I should do for years and I hated it. I learned a lot, but like, it wasn't me. Yeah. And so like, if we all focus on doing what we're good at, because not everyone in the in this industry should be a flipper because then that kind of yeah. we need a balance of people. Yes. Who are the flippers? Who are the wholesalers? Who are yes. the bird dogs? Who are the landlords? Like mm-hmm. there is room for everyone. So why fight upstream and do something that just makes you miserable and is probably gonna make you completely jaded? Like, you know, like yes. again, so much of the I mean, it's not only in support for you as an individual, so you can feel more joy in this and be more successful, get the highest returns, blah, blah, blah. But like for the industry as a whole too. Like, can you imagine how it would shift if everyone just does what they're good at? Like, yeah. Not well, complicated. And, and success which skyrocket. When you look at every single yeah. industry, the people that are successful are the ones where that's just like, oh, they're a natural. They just jive, yep, right? Exactly. Well, that's because they just like what they do. And so, and I guess fundamentally, that's kind of why I'm a workaholic because I love what I do. Like yeah. it's, it's like I've been given the ability to play in the best game on earth and yeah. I don't ever have to go home. It's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Mom's not there to say, no, you got to go to school. No, you got to do this, but you can yep. play on the weekends. Yep. I can play all the time. And yep. it's, that's how, that's how you need to feel. You need to be able to do yep. what you love, right? Sleeping yep. in. That's awesome. You oh, should. And so I love great. the fact that you tailor your life into that you own it because there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. at all. Nothing. And a million people want to judge that. They're like, wow, lazy. No, no, I'm just a night owl. Like I work, I'll work till two in the morning. So it's not that I work less, but I want to wake up when my body, of course I have little dogs right now. So I only get to, you know, <laughs> I'd only go so far, but you know, it's the whole point. Like I can travel when I want to, like yes. that is a huge joy for me. I can take my laptop. I can work whenever and wherever, like it's, you know, I, one thing that I learned through and, you know, entrepreneurship is another journey that I went on obviously. And that's a whole different podcast and like, we'll have to have drinks for that one. But like, you know, (laughs) it, it, I didn't learn until entrepreneurship and real estate when I started making my own, um, decisions and paths and every, you know, I wasn't reporting to a corporate situation or whatever, where I really started to learn how many little things are available to be joyful about? Like, you know, because we all get in this mindset of like, I wake up, I shower, I go to work, you know, I come home, I go to the gym, I eat dinner, end of story. Like, it's so hard to see past that when that's all you're in. But now that I'm outside of that and I'm looking kind of at everything, it's like, there's so much available to me in this world. Like, oh, I, it's unbelievable. And it's so fun and great. Like, I love like hopping in the car, grabbing a sandwich and going up to, well, I keep using the beaches, whatever. Like I'll drive up to Malibu just because, and then I'll come home and I'll work again. And it's, you know, like, it's just, 
again, we all get in this mindset of like, got to get the how-to guide, like got to flip that property, got to yeah. make that return. I got to set myself up for retirement. Yeah. All of that might be true, but like there's more to it kind of thing. And, yes. you know, when you go into it that fast, it, it's just, it's not going to work because I guarantee you, if you j- dive into a strategy that fast, if it happens very organically and kind of that by accident, like I was talking about, great. But otherwise, if you're making this happen that fast, I can nearly guarantee you, you're probably not ending up in the the strategy that might make you the most, most successful. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And it, it's, you can't. You have no idea. No. And two, this is another thing that, you know, I've always been okay with because I'm kind of, you know, dyslexic and a spaz. So I've always been okay with change as in yeah. the fact that I may change my mind and yeah. I'm okay with that. But we're not taught that that's okay. Yeah. We're not taught that. You need to go get a degree. You need to yeah. sit down in that chair and you're going to do that till you die. Yeah. And that is just not true. And I needed yeah. to be in an environment that would allow me to shift, yep. right? I needed to be in an environment that if, hey, if I want to go chase that squirrel, I'm going to go chase that squirrel. Yeah. And um, I think not that everybody needs to have such flexibility like I do, but we do need flexibility and allow yourself internally yeah. to say, I may not want to do this in 10 years. And that's yeah. totally fine. You don't, you don't need to, and you need to be able to have an open mind. And I think we should all be curious constantly and exploring. Like, I don't know why as adults, we're not supposed to be curious about things or where you just place judgment on different things uh, without ever even knowing it. Like you should go out there. That's what I feel like happens with turnkey rental properties all the time. So many people judge them. Like I read in the forums and I'm like, have you ever even bought one? Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like tur- God, I, poor turnkeys, like turnkeys just get hated on and they judged all the time. And I'm like, I mean, I've I get never the understood that. To them. I've never I don't understood either. Like, that. You know, you'll never hear turnkey investors knocking flipping. Yeah, like, exactly. If you're a flipper, cool. Go do your thing. Why do you hate me? Because I invest in turn. What turnkeys ever do to you? Yeah. <laughs> I've it's... never figured that out. Like, No, it doesn't make any sense. Okay. And it's not fair anyways, because like they've worked great for me. They work great for a lot of people. They don't work great for everybody. And two, but it's who like, cares? And who cares? Like, who cares? What do, you, what do you care what strategy I'm doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's always kind of baffled me. That, well, that's, and that's, that's a, a good point, one. too, is you just shouldn't care what other people say. That's yeah. the number one you can't deterrent. Care. You, can't. you can't care. It's not even shouldn't. You yeah. cannot care because, I mean, who are the first people to knock a potential real estate investing career? Probably your family and your friends. They're like, ooh, you know, it's the crabs in the bucket analogy. Yeah. Like everyone wants to keep you down. Like I hear so few people whose family's like, yeah, you should definitely flip that house. And like, no, that never happens. Like you have to know what you want to do and your why and why you're doing this and be willing to stand up for that. Like, yes. have you? do you think anyone has ever complimented me on my desire to sleep in never <laughs> like but guess what like you know and people might knock you for being a workaholic well they do well cool. it's funny when, when right we on. even got started we, i was like you know we told people like you know we think we're gonna go from insurance um and go into um self-storage and this was yeah. before anybody cared about self-storage and a lot of this response we got was this so you're going from insurance where, you know, we, you got to wear the high powered suits and sit in board meetings and everything like that to yeah. slumlords. That's yeah. interesting. And I was like, 
I guess so. I don't know. All right. So, didn't think you'd become a slumlord. And I'm like, well, I guess like, I am. So, now. Are you I saying I shouldn't wear that suit? Or, like, <laughs> you know, it's just so weird. Wear my cheap suit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got to change out of my cheap suit because now apparently I'm a cheap person. Um, but it worked out for us pretty flipping well. Mm-hmm. And it's. Yep. You know, you've got to be able to embrace that and 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 yeah. and cancel out the noise. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we could go on for this forever, oh, on forever. and on and on. This is just awesome. First of all, tell people where they can go get this book. Where can they do this to start so, their path? You can get the book on Amazon. However, I also set up a link just for your folks to offer them a free copy of the book. Awesome. So um, it's a free digital copy. If you're a nerd like me and require paperback, there's a link to the Amazon thing on there. Um, uh Oh, I lost the link. Where did I put it? So if you go to www.hipsterinvestments, which is my company, hipsterinvestments.com slash Two free book. So the number two. So like cash flow to freedom. Yes. Two free book. Awesome. Um, you can download a free copy there. My the only thing I ask in return as a brand new author, I really need the reviews on Amazon. Like yes. it's like the number one thing that can help get this book out. Yes. So if you're willing, if you, you know, free copy for you, give me a review back if you can. Yes. And and two, really. This, like, I'm not even going to be around the bush. Everyone, please go give a review. It sounds so, it's so easy for you to do. It does. But it means so much because the algorithms that run these things, that is how mm-hmm. they validated whether people. So if you liked the book and didn't leave a review, it's like yeah. the entire internet has no clue and they're actually hurting her for it. They're downgrading her book. Yeah. The, the moment you leave a review, it tells them this is good information to do it. Please do it. It's a big deal, right? That's how mm-hmm. this, this, these things work. So thank you, first of all. So epically grateful. Thank you. We're grateful that you gave us a free copy. That's awesome. Uh, yay. Everybody, though, you need to go give a review. Where else can people go to find you? Uh, there's links on that page. So just go there. And even if you don't get the free book, I think there's links to like my email, the website, all that kind of stuff. I'm super friendly. Reach out, say hi. Even if you just tell me you heard me on this podcast, cool. Like I would love to meet, you know, whoever. So there's links on there for everybody. Awesome. And, and, you know, I got to say, this has been a huge success because we got through it without an earthquake. Is that a success or like, you know, but now actually, we don't have like a, just, that was a really good bloopers reel. Like I feel like we're leaving here without a official good bloopers reel. <laughs> looks like such that an just idiot. means we're going to have to do another one and see if we can't like, yes. you know, bring in, of course, you know, I don't want to like call in a hurricane or something, but, <laughs> oh, but it's good. It is definitely good for the bloopers. So, well, thank you so much. And um, we will have you back on because I love having you on. You're Yay. so much fun and it's so helpful. So thank you. And until next time, we'll see you soon. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at cashflow with the number two freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.